welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday. Second segment of the 11 o'clock hour coming your way next. I've got Maddie Glab on the West Her Hotline. Of course, you know Maddie's voice. She uh, works for the Bills, Sabres, and Bandits, multimedia journalist. Uh, she's got a new podcast out this week, the Bills Pod Squad, with uh, with Diane Teresa, Teresa, uh, holy cow, Diana, why can I not say her last name? Maddie, help me out here. Why, what, why, am, I, why am I not saying her name properly? Why am I having a total blank on it right now? Do we have do we have Maddie? It's Rossini. Holy yeah. cow! Why did I, I wanted to say Tarasi? I don't know why I wanted to, and I, now I feel bad because Diana is like one of my favorite NFL reporters. All right. Well, now that I start off by by butchering Diana's name, uh, good morning, Maddie. Welcome to the show. I'm glad we finally got to do this. We've been sitting next to each other for Bills games this year, and I'm like, you know what? I got to have Maddie on, and then I just ruin your your guests. I ruin your promo for your for your uh, your podcast right off the bat. Hey, it's all right. It's it's Saturday, you know. It's, That's it's a weekend, so we're right. we're chilling. That is Diana will forgive you. I promise you. That is right. It is Saturday. I guess I can have one <laughs> excuse there. Um. So obviously, Maddie, we go into a weekend. In fact, I kind of want to talk to you about a three-game block here because I don't know that there's like a lot of great storylines to this Jacksonville game because. They're not very good. They've got a rookie quarterback, former number one pick. Like that'll be fun, I guess, to kind of watch play out and and, and kind of see what he looks like in real time. Then you got the Jets and then the Colts. I saw Sale tweet this out that this is the thirtieth, the thirty first, and thirty second best teams. You know, the three worst teams against the pass in the NFL. Like, what do you make of this stretch? Like, what are you planning on learning about the Bills, Maddie, in these next three games? And can you apply any of that to like when games get a little bit more difficult down the stretch? Yeah, I mean, I think I look at this three-game stretch. Of course, uh, we're playing teams who don't have too many wins in their win column. But I think when you get to opponents like that, and we saw it last week with the Miami Dolphins, they're going to try and throw things at the Bills that they haven't seen before because what do these teams have to lose? They don't have anything to lose at this point. Their, their road to the playoffs are, are non-existent right now, and so you're going to play teams who are thinking, you know what, let's mix it up, let's try something di- different to throw off the best offense in the NFL right now. And we saw that with Miami Dolphins with what they did against the Bills in the first half. The Bills – offense was not working they only put three points on the scoreboard and I mean up until last week's game the Bills in the first quarter in the first half actually have been pretty great um, at starting fast Uh, they rank third in the NFL averaging 16.3 points per first half so it's not like this has been a problem for the Bills uh, the whole season it was last week where it was an issue putting only three points on the scoreboard and then they go into halftime and they're like okay what do we do here? And I think what they were able to do shows the NFL how good of a team they are. Sean McDermott said, you know, we had to spin the dial on offense, which means they had to try things that weren't necessarily in their playbook for this game. Uh, and they were able to successfully do so. Lean on a guy like Cole Beasley, uh, who had over 100 receiving yards in that game, and they scored 23 points in the second half. So I think in this stretch, what I want to learn about the Buffalo Bills and what I think we're going to learn is we're going to face some teams who, who may just think, let's do something different. Let's try and throw them off. Let's try and throw them off with different coverages that they're not used to seeing and see what we can do uh, against a quarterback like Josh Allen. So I, I'm looking for this offense to maybe face something that they haven't seen before and see how they respond. We saw how they responded 
against the Miami Dolphins, and a lot of people were upset, of course, about that first half. But I look at that game being very proud of the team in the second half to see what they were able to do. Because, look, we go back to the AFC championship loss last year, and that offense could not get going. And it was because the Chiefs' defense Mm. were playing them in ways that they hadn't been played before. And so I love that they were able to be in a game like they were last week where some things were thrown at them that they weren't used to, and they could work themselves out of that rut, out of that hole, because that's coming in the playoffs. And if they're not going to face it in the regular season, they're going to face it for the first time in the playoffs. So I'd rather see it now in the regular season and see how this team responds in situations like that. How much do you maybe want to contribute the the struggles in that first half last week to the opponent, A, being a division rival, B, this being their second time facing each other in what, like five weeks? And then you, you throw in the fact that you've got a franchise that's like up against the ropes here at one and six going into that football game. There's talks about firing the head coach. There's talks about replacing the quarterback they drafted in the first round a year ago with Deshaun Watson like all of those things I, I gotta feel play into the factor of listen we know when if you're a Bills fan you know that this matchup you sort of felt like okay 35 points what's it going to be how much are the Bills going to win by and I think very early in this football game it's almost like you heard warning signs in the week leading up and I know we heard Coach McDermott and, and Josh Allen after that game kind of both say this is sort of what you get when you play an opponent twice in five weeks and then like all the things I just said like how much maybe are you contributing to uh, to those factors and and do you believe there's maybe one factor that sticks out in your mind why the Bills other than maybe a scheme or a matchup but but maybe just struggled out of the gates early I also want to maybe point out uh, Maddie that like the bye week, I think maybe the bye week gets a weird rap as, as being this like, oh, you get an extra week to prepare for teams. The, the coaches do, certainly. The players were off all week. It's not like they were in the, you know, in the facilities here working out, grinding, watching film. This is a good opportunity for them to get away from the game for a little while and for get ready for the, for the stretch that is the second half. Maybe not just the first opponent after the bye week, right? Yeah, I think when you're facing a, a team in the AFC East that knows the Buffalo Bills well, I mean, these are teams that play the Buffalo Bills twice a season. Um, so they can prepare differently for a matchup against the Buffalo Bills than a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, who who doesn't have to face the Bills every single year, let alone twice a year. So I think that definitely did uh, play into last week's game. I think another thing that played into last week's game was, of course, the shifting on the offensive line, which we, we could see that again this week. I mean, we will see that again this week without John Feliciano and Spencer Brown again in the lineup. I mean, it's going to be an opportunity for other guys to to fill in for the group but we'll see how they can start right away I think there's a little bit uh, slower of a start than some of us were expecting in the first half of that game but the offensive line was able to figure some things out in the second half and and help Josh Allen have a clean pocket so he could make moves Uh, another thing the Miami Dolphins they had the best defense in the NFL last year at one point uh, leading up to that week 17 game that we played them at the end of the season. They were ranked number one on defense, and then the Bills hang 56 points on them. So it's not like that team has a bunch of nobodies. They have some guys. They just haven't figured out how to put it together. And, of course, when they're dealing – with things like the situation with Tua and, you know, is Deshaun Watson going to be traded to the Miami Dolphins? There's a lot of, a lot of things going on in Miami. I think that, that has held them back from being the team that they actually want to be. And, and when you look at the bye week, I mean, if 
the Bills were a younger team, they would definitely be practicing more during the bye week uh, than mm. they have in the last two years. This is a veteran team. This coaching staff believes in this group of guys, so they are awarded the week off. We know Sean McDermott. We know how tough of a coach he is. We know what he expects from his players. And if this team was in a position to where, hey, maybe two more practices would have really helped this this group going into the week eight game coming off of the bye, they would have had those practices. Uh, but because the group is full of veterans, because this group uh, was four and two heading into the heading into the bye week, um, they thought, hey, let, let's give them the week off. They deserve it. It is an earlier bye week. Um, so They'll want some breaks when they can get some breaks mm. down the road here. I think I look at the, the Saints game as being another opportunity to yep. get a, a nice short bye after that Thanksgiving game. Uh, but, yeah, even the coaches got some time off. I mean, this is a different NFL, as we heard Stefan Diggs talk about this week when he was asked a question about mental health. He was like, hey, I did not come up in the NFL where we had two-a-days, um, where we just – worked and worked and worked it and we're always in the complex um way more than we are today uh so i think these guys do expect like a week off if they if they have the team that they currently have right now so hey sean mcdermott is undefeated coming out of bye week so i think he knows how to how to run this team with the players that he has right now Maddie Glab here joining me on the West, her hotline multimedia journalist for the Bills. You can check out her podcast, Pod Squad, uh, Bills Pod Squad, that is, and uh, wherever you find your podcast, I'm sure. Um, Maddie, I want to, you brought up Stefan Diggs, which it's like you're professional at this because that was actually going to be my next question for you. I was asked um, on a Toronto radio station this morning when I went on and was talking about this Bills upcoming Bills game and sort of the final stretch of the season here. Um, and I, I say final stretch, it's the second half. Uh, there are plenty of games to go. It's not the exact final stretch. But I think about Stephon Diggs, and the question I was asked is, is there something wrong? Um, is there is Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, like, are, are they not seeing things on the same page? Is there something more at play? Because I think I saw something along the lines, Maddie, of Stephon Diggs being on pace for 90 catches, like 1,100 yards and six touchdowns, which I guess when you consider his season last year at 127 catches, the most catches in the league and, like, the most yards, uh, like, maybe that's a little bit of a, of a, of a quote-unquote down season but like I said this and, and I wonder if you agree like he has yet to really hit that deep ball yet like the the the, the kind of plays that we saw twice against the Patriots and against the Denver Broncos um, and a couple other games last season where he just takes the top off a of defense takes you know one catch 70 yards and a score that hasn't happened yet so I'm wondering are we just like one or two of those plays away from basically being exactly on track from last year or or do you believe that with the emergence of Dawson Knox and some of the other weapons in this offense, that maybe he's just Josh Allen. This is just providing some targets and spreading them out throughout the rest of the lineup, and that this ninety pace, this ninety catch pace, is likely what we're going to see by season's end. I mean, I think Stefan Diggs is still going to have the opportunity to break out this season. I do think there are going to be some games where they just rely heavily on Stefan Diggs like they have with Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders and Dawson Knox this year. But it was funny thinking back to, like, the beginning of the season and, and what this offense would look like this year. And, you know, we're all wondering, is Josh Allen going to take that step forward? What is Josh's connection going to be like with Steph this season? And I think a lot of us from the outside looking in were thinking, like, okay, it's 
doable. They're going to take a step forward. Like Steph was insane last year, 127 catches, uh, over 1,500 receiving yards. What can he do this year? But, of course, defenses have tape on that. And the Bills are a smart enough offense, and Brian Dayball is a smart enough offensive coordinator to know we can't do the exact same things that we did last year. And we have an amount of weapons on this team that other teams aren't blessed enough to have. And let's figure out how we can roll some new guys into this offense and see what works so that we don't have to rely on Steph every single game. And we have a new player like Emmanuel Sanders. How does he get woven in? Dawson Knox, his coming out party this year. Uh, What can Devin Singletary and Zach Moss add to the mix? Uh, When can Gabe Davis be used? When do we need to go to Cole Beasley in the slot, uh, in the flats with how good he is at mismatches? Same with Dawson Knox. Uh, So I do think that, Steph Diggs may not have the season that he had last year just because of what the Bills had last year versus what they have this year. Dawson Knox was on the COVID list. He was hurt. Uh, We didn't have Emmanuel Sanders. So I think this offense looks just a little bit different than it did last year, and and for good reason. Um, I think they were waiting for Dawson Knox to come out and, and do what he's done this year. Hopefully we get him back soon, but you look at offenses in the NFL who have that tight end who, who can wreck defenses and what Travis Kelsey has been able to do, what George Kittle has been able to do. That's a secret weapon for teams, and that has been a secret weapon for the Buffalo Bills to start the season. Cole Beasley was that last year. Um, he is such a mismatch, and he is so good in and out of his breaks. He's so tough to guard, and now we get Emmanuel Sanders woven into this offense. I just think it's like the coaches say, it's a game-by-game thing. How are the defenses going to play the offense? And so when there's an opportunity for Steph Diggs to shine, I think he is going to shine. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I don't think there's anything wrong with his connection with Josh. I just think this year the offense can't look completely the same as last year or they would be in tougher situations and tougher games. I think they're smart to use different guys this year and try and weave different guys into different situations and different scenarios based on what the coverages are giving them. Okay, I got a, I got a good one for you to uncork here. Um, Bill's running game. What's going on? Is it the running backs? Is it the offensive line? I know it's been... It's been frustrating for me, you know. I think one of my halftime, you know, quote unquote adjustments for last week was I think just abandon the run altogether. And I think we saw, and this was the most interesting part to me, Maddie, last week is in crunch time when the Bills needed that drive that they scored to essentially close the game out. You know what they did to get there? They threw the ball almost exclusively on that drive. They moved away from the run. So if the Bills in those situations are saying, even when we need to run the clock out a little and we need to go score. They're going to the pass, and I'm wondering where you believe this running game is going towards, and can they get better this year? Because they decided to essentially run back the same group last year, Matty, at the offensive line, at the running back position. They bring Matt Breida. He has yet to really make any sort of impact on the season. Is the run game broken? And if the answer is yes, how can it be fixed? I don't think it's broken. I, I think this year you look at the offensive line, and I think we would have hoped that this would, been a, would have been a solid, healthy offensive line that would have stuck with the same five guys throughout the season because they were playing that well. We've seen some shifting. We've seen Spencer Brown come into the lineup. Um, guys have been hurt. And so every year I feel like we, we hope 
oh, it's going to be the same five guys, and for whatever reason, it hasn't been. Um, but they do have the depth in the offensive line to be able to go to guys like Ike Bucker to be able to maybe bring Cody Ford back into the lineup to see how it works this weekend. I think that's definitely a factor in how the run game has been able to perform. I mean, last year, the offensive line was great at pass blocking. Run blocking, game to game, maybe not so much. And so I, I think we're also seeing a little bit of that this season. Um, when you pass block all the time, and when you run block not as much, I, I think that's mm. going to play into your performance and, and how you do. Of course, there's no excuses, though. You're in the NFL, so you have to be good at run blocking and you have to be good at pass blocking. I look at the Jaguars' defense, and, and based on their stats, they're definitely a better run defense than they are a, a pass defense. I mean, the Jaguars ranked 28th against the pass, allowing almost 300 passing yards a game, whereas they rank 14th against the run, uh, allowing just over 100 rushing yards a game. So I don't know if this is going to be a game where we truly deploy Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. I feel like they'll be used when they need to be used, but this is a game, I think, where we see Josh Allen go off. I mean, Mm. their defense is allowing quarterbacks to complete an average of 74% of their passes and allowing quarterbacks (laughs) to put up a passer rating of 113.5. That is crazy numbers for quarterbacks. So I look at this game, and I think Josh Allen and his wide receivers are going to have a day. Um one thing that I look at with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, though, is, is Devin Singletary's averaging. He has had some pretty big uh, runs this season, yep. but he's averaging 5.1 yards per carry. That's a pretty good number to have. That's up with the top 20, I want to say. Um, oh, yeah. James Robinson, James Robinson, who is questionable for this game for the Jaguars, he's averaging 5.5 yards per attempt, and that ranks fourth in the NFL. So that's a great number for Devin Singletary to have. Um, Zach Moss has had a few rushing touchdowns. His yards per attempt average is, is definitely a little bit lower than Devin Singletary. But I think also the story hasn't been written for these two yet this season. I'm interested to see how they're used when we get deeper into the season, when we face defenses that are really capable of shutting down the pass. And then we have to see, can the Bills do it with a run? Because yeah. they're going to be in a situation this year where that happens. I don't think we've seen that yet this season but but it's going to happen and those that those guys are, are going to have to pop off yeah I, I like going with Singletary on first and second down inside or in between the 20s and then bringing Zach Moss in on third down I think I think Zach has actually done a very good job in the passing game this year I think it's been a new element to his game that he's been bringing and we know he's the better of the pass blocker of the two so third down makes sense for him and how they deploy this the rest of the season I, to your point about Singletary's yards per carry average I think the Bills should likely try to lean into that a little bit more if he's having success let's see him get some more carries than the seven um, that he had last week Maddie thank you so much um, for making time for me on your Saturday afternoon or late morning here. I really appreciate it. Tell the folks where they can find your work if for some reason they uh, they don't know where to find it. Yeah, of course. I tweet everything out so you can find me at MadGlab on Twitter and then anything on the Buffalo Bills website. Uh, that's where all my work goes. So you can find the podcast with Diana Rossini from this week on there and a couple other videos and articles that we've released. Thanks so much, Maddie. I will uh, I will catch you next week uh, when the Bills are back home, but uh, enjoy the game this weekend. Yes, you too. Thanks, guys.